I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. My name's Amith Mann. Rate, review, and subscribe on all your podcast platforms the podcast platform of your choosing and on youtube like subscribe there as well lots of fun stuff happening on that channel including this video with harp graywell at 3c training on twitter we're going to talk scotty barnes man but first how are you how's your summer going it's great man i've been really busy with training and and just content and, and watching a lot of film and getting ready for the nba season which will be starting up here very soon very good. Ball don't stop. Man, Toronto had a huge event. Now another one in Vancouver, and I believe you went to that too, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it was a great event, great atmosphere. It's great for the city of Vancouver, where the Raptors will be coming uh, soon here too. So it's great for uh, high-level basketball to be played, and, and especially in Vancouver. What did, what was the atmosphere like? Like what did uh, what did you see there? Um, anything that really st- stood out? I mean, there was some great uh, great talent there. That's for sure. Yeah, just the fans. Um, you know, there's only standing room. You know, even for a guy like Payne Pritchard, it wasn't. You're not talking about a a mega all star. So, uh, selling that out with three thousand people, with just Payne Pritchard and Isaiah Thomas, is it, special. It shows that there's you know, in Canada, basketball is getting bigger and bigger. That was a great event, and I'm just looking forward to to more of those happening. Getting the the people of the fans of basketball in Canada, getting them together for to watch some like truly elite stuff. And um, mm-hmm. we don't have enough of those events. I mean, all the programs that happen in the States, I just want to see more of that happen in Canada. Vancouver is a stop. Toronto is typically a stop. Let's get something in Edmonton. Let's get something in Halifax. Let's just keep it going because it's all good for the game. Um, but yes, for Scotty sure. Barnes. So the people have heard me talk about Scotty a lot. I've done videos uh, during the offseason about him, where he's going to be, where he's going to, um, what things might look like under under Darko Ryukovic. But I want to hear your thoughts. Um, where did you think uh, he succeeded last season compared to his rookie year, which you can call it a down year if you want to, but I, I still think there was some progression. Uh, I think last year was, was, a, was a great learning year for Scotty Barnes. You know, being 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 the guy and looking around and being like, I got I got to step up. You know, obviously, his, a lot of his percentages, even shooting, everything went down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I think it was a great awareness year for him to think like, you know, I have to take that next step forward. You know, and, and the window to do that in the NBA is very small. So I think this this off season he fight, probably felt a little bit more pressure. And thinking, you know, it's, it's go time now, because that window is very small to be a be an NBA player and then be that All Star, which I think the Raptor fans are, are have been waiting for. Hundred percent, and you know, year three does typically define players mm-hmm. just a little bit, not to the the most uh, extent, but I mean, now Fred Van Vliet is gone. 
obviously usage throughout the team is going to look a little bit different. They brought in Dennis Schroeder, but um, that Yak and Fred pick and roll last season uh, when they, once they got Yak, that did kind of take over like the bulk of, mm-hmm. of what their offense was. They were working out of it, but now, I mean, it's not going to be as potent and we'll get to some of that stuff in a, in a second here, but um, this move, it did signal a little bit that, you know, an OG Ananobi, a Scotty Barnes, a Gary Trent Jr. Who's going to be in a contract year, a Pascal Siakam, you know, we'll see what happens with him, but things are going to look very different for the Raptors also along with, you know, having a different coach in Darko. Um, but, you know, just for some of the numbers, he did have a 5% jump in his assist percentage, which was great. His usage went up a few, uh, a few notches, his points per shot attempt dipped his rim field goal percentage dipped, but the Raptors were better with him on the court, which was a mm-hmm. bit of a contrast from his rookie year where the numbers were a little bit up and down, but there was no doubt that last season they were better when he was on the court offensively, defensively. Um, they were much better in transition and, you know, his defense, which again, we're going to get to in a second. It's uh it's a bit up and down, but there were moments where he was taking over games. I think of that Chicago game, not the play-in game, mm-hmm. but earlier on in the season when, uh, you know, fourth quarter Scotty, it became a bit of a, a mantra he comes in and he's just taking over the game. He's uh, he's everywhere on the court, off ball blocks, guarding the other team's best players, taking on DeMar DeRozan, taking on Jaron Jackson. He was doing that. So mm. there's more upside there with Scotty Barnes. And uh, I mean, overall, for a lot of Raptors last season, it was a down year, um, whether for it was sure. Fred Van Vliet or Gary or OG, um, even Pascal might be the only guy that actually took a took an uptick in his production. Mm-hmm. Even that no, was a bit sure. So I'm looking forward to just seeing a different, a different identity, a different system. And with that, I mean, it's going to look a little bit different for Scotty too. So areas of improvement. Um, let's start mm-hmm. there because there are some, some flaws, if you want to call that, but I mean, a third year player, everyone has mm-hmm. flaws. Uh, but where would you point to like areas that this probably has to get better for him to reach a different level in his uh, NBA production? Yeah, I feel like he has to be able to shoot the ball at a very not very high, but he has to be able to shoot that ball at a, yeah. at a decent percentage because it's going to keep the defense honest. You got to be able to shoot. You got to be able to spread it out. You also, I think he's going to have to add a, a mid post game. You know, if you look at mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, you look at the guys that play for the Raptors, Demar Derozan. That mid post game opens up the game a lot, spacing yeah. wise. You got Grady Dick. You got some good shooters. If if he can start to score at a higher efficiency and score and, and attract attention with doubles, it's going to open up the game. Right now, do you double him? I don't know. He averaged yeah. 15 the last two years. I think he's going to have to hit that 20 mark to get that attention. Mm. You know, Like you said, though, he's a good passer. So if he you is. put him in these situations and people are like, we can't stop him now. He's scoring at a high rate. Then you're gonna his passing ability is there. Like you you said, we've seen it last two years. His IQ is very high for his height and his size. Yeah. So I feel like that that shooting, the mid post, and even attacking left. I don't see him going left as much as I do right, and mm. that limits you when you're when you're going to the rim. When you say shooting, because it's it's fair to say, but mm-hmm. shooting is so broad, especially for yeah. again, someone that isn't a natural shooter. And mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. shooter he is now isn't going to be the same shooter he is three years from now. But are there certain shots that you feel mm-hmm. like he has to get better at? The big thing is his catch and shoot. Shoot that at a high percentage so he can yeah. stretch the floor and um have some versatility in the mid post, mm-hmm. you know, a little jab shot, 
you know, n nothing too much. He doesn't have to, like you said, it's a long game. You know, maybe by year five, six, he adds in a little, you know, a fade, you know, that's consistent. But right now, just, just a jab shot, you know, when he short rolls, he can hit that Joel Embiid shot right at yeah. that right at that free throw line, the nail. So stuff, not, not too much. Just has to get that. He has to get to 20, I think, though, per game. Yeah. And, you know, a better shot would probably do that. Mm -hmm. He shot 31% on catch-and-shoot threes last season, and 135 of those shots, they were without a defender at least six feet from him. Yeah, you know, that's so crazy. that's a lot of shots, and they were giving them to him, right? And uh, we all remember those games where teams are just letting him shoot because they want to continue to crowd the paint. And mm -hmm. um, that's an area that he has to be successful for the Raptors to be successful because the spacing might be even more limited mm -hmm. out pending, you know, um, with uh, this team uh, in this upcoming season. I think his pull-up shot um, has to get a little bit better. His pull-up mm -hmm. shooting from the mid-range, his mid-range overall in the last 17 games. I did some uh, content around that uh, towards the end of the season, but he shot 42.5% overall in the mid-range in the last 17 games, which was a 10% jump from his season average, which was mm -hmm. good. And those shots, it was a mixed bag. Um, but some of those shots were, you know, when Jakob Pertl's there, he's running some screen and roll with them, and he's hitting mm -hmm. that 18-footer. That shot right there. Teams are going to go under on screens regardless, right? But can mm -hmm. you make them pay a little bit? Can you make them think a little bit? Um, can you make mm -hmm. them change their coverages ever so slightly? And uh, that would be a huge uh, a huge thing for him. Um, but pull-up shooting, like, in general, I think is going to be very good for him. I mean, mm -hmm. he has some success with the one-two dribble pull-ups in transition. That was um, something that really stood out to me uh, looking at some of the film. And then... Yeah, it's it's kind of those two shots right there. The one-two dribble into a pull-up, um, the face-up game, which we can we can talk about it now too. He doesn't have much of a face-up game necessarily. Mm. Like he he kind of diverts to uh, post-ups a lot. Um, and that may not be you know his strong suit overall, right? Having a face-up game because he doesn't really have that kind of build or strength to do that. Strength, sorry, or speed to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know for sure. I agree with that for sure. That his face out game is weak, but he might not need it if if he can start stretching that floor. Like you said, if yeah. defense is going under and he can just get into that shot and shoot it, because right now teams are going under and he he he's just missing. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough to really expand. Mm. With his face up game, though, is is there something that he can do to? Just level it up just a little bit. I mean, the like the bulk he has, like even Giannis, he's not Giannis necessarily with the, mm -hmm. the build and strength and the physicality. And he's not, you know, John Morant, obviously with the speed, but he's, you know, he's a bit in the middle. And obviously his ball handling has to get a little bit more confident because that contributes mm -hmm. to speed. But in the offseason, what do you think he's working on to become a better driver? I think quick, quick moves to the basket. You know, like an in and out. He needs one move just to shift the defense so they're on the yeah. side of his body. You know, once he has them on their hip, it's kind of over because he's strong. Mm -hmm. He's a wide frame. So, you know, just, just quick moves, crossovers, in and outs, get the body sh shifting of the defense and yeah. just be at his pace, at his control. He sure. can shoot over guys too. I, I don't think he's truly tapped into his, his potential as a player because I don't even think he knows fully that with his size, seven three wingspan, yeah, it's, it's it's he doesn't know that he can just shoot over guys, mm -hmm. you know. And that's where guys like Durant and all th these guys have mastered the, you know, fades and all this just because of their form changes in the mid mid post a little bit too. 
there, there should be no problem for him getting a shot off. I mean, we've seen it, man. Like he's hitting, he's hit shots over Kevin Durant. That's he's hit I'm shots saying. over like Chris Asperzengis in the mid range. And uh, clearly he's got the wingspan. He's got the height to, to do it. Um, it's kind of a, about, you know, initiating that, that contact mm-hmm. and ensuring you're going straight up. You're not fading too much. Um, you're getting good, uh, good gather with your shot you're getting um, power from your your legs you're generating that like these all kind of go hand in hand and making sure that your 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 stroke is smooth and it's fluid and it feels natural for you but i mean scotty right now uh that's going to be a challenge for him he does when he does do face-ups and the angle does get cut off what he likes to do is he diverts to bully ball naturally right yeah. so it's, uh, it's a bump into a step back shot which is fair and as we're talking about, you know, maybe the face-up game, those single line drives won't necessarily be his his strong suit. Mm-hmm. I think he can do that, you know, playing off the catch a little bit. You know, if he's not going to mm-hmm. take the catch and shoot three, maybe he's able to read an angle um, as the ball's coming. And now he's able to have a nice little fluid path to the rim. Like that could be up his, yeah. up his alley. But, um, you know, ball handling into a drive, that might be a tough one for him. For sure. I think it's hard for him also right now because teams are playing him so far back. That when yeah. he is attacking, he's running into defenses. Mm-hmm. So if, if if the defense was honest and say he was shooting okay from three, like 34, 35, and the scout yeah. was, we got to contest, then it's easier to blow by guys with one dribble get to the rim for the shot fake. Sure. So how do the Raptors and Darko get the best out of him next season? Uh, assuming that there isn't a dramatic leap in his skill set in any which area, like, you know, his pull-up three, his catch-and-shoot three, his driving ability, all those kind of stay similar but a little bit better. So how does Darko get more out of Scotty with his usage likely going up? What do you think? I feel you. his IQ is very high. So if you mm-hmm. put him in those ball screen situations and you and – you, you don't give him the role as a playmaker as much, but you, you let him facilitate and, and let his IQ work and let the points come naturally. I think that would be really good. So a lot of high ball. Um, and he's a know, screener? Screener and uh, coming off the screen too. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of like a Jokic role. Yeah. Because Jokic, Jokic does well, you know, when he comes off the screen too. They've, they've been mm-hmm. doing that a lot with the Nuggets this year. That was fun to watch in the playoffs too. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think Scotty has it's coming that, off he, pin down. Sorry, but like Jokic was coming off pin downs. Pin downs. It's crazy. <laughs> and I, I I don't see why you know Scotty can do that. Scotty yeah. can come off pin downs. <clears throat> He's versatile. I don't think mm-hmm. and like we we know he he can pass that ball. If I if I think anything of Scotty, I know that he's a good passer for his size. Yeah. So and that's not even fully tapped. I don't think he knows you know coming off that pin down or coming off that ball screen, being able to make those reads at a high level. Mm. So I think passing is for sure. Also, a couple sets you can probably run is, you know, get get him in the in the mid post. Let him fas- go right in there instead yeah. of bully ball, bully ball. You know, get him set, put him in the paint on the first block, and let him let him do his job. You know, we'll get back to that in a second. I wanted to touch on the pick and roll for a second because, um, as mm-hmm. I've said, you know, teams are going to go under on screens, and for me. You know, looking at where he is, it's high ball screens. It's giving getting him momentum going towards the basket. It's uh, it's rescreens. It's changing the angles. It's getting kind of funky with it, and so that way you give him you give him a, an inch, mm-hmm. just an inch, 
to create that edge. And then from there, he's able to perhaps get downhill. And he's got like this one-handed runner that he was experimenting with that looked pretty nice. And then if anything, again, if the spacing is there and spacing will be a problem for the Toronto Raptors this season, once again, uh, then he can go into, then he can uh, parlay it into a, a post up and he's able to use his hook shot or something like that. But is there, are there other ways that they can help him be more successful in the pick and roll? I think they could make him as a pop man also. You know, mm. get him as a pop man, and the big has to really come out. But like I said, the shooting is going to be a key thing. If he can hit a couple of shots early on next year, I, I think it's going to open up his game so much where he's going to take that leap from uh, just a to that all-star level, I feel. Yeah. You know, because then you can versatile. Then you can put him as a pop guy, and they're going to have to show. Mm-hmm. If they don't show, that's an open three every time. Yeah. You know, you see it with Jokic, and you see it with Embiid. They don't. They shoot the three, but the three. Then if they play them close, then it opens up everything. Then it opens up the mid range, and it opens up the drives, and he doesn't have to do it too much when he's driving. It's going to be a shot fake, one dribble, get to the rim. Yeah. But until then, it's going to, like you said, they're going to go under. He can use the rescreen to try to, you know, get to that rim and create that separation. But it'll be it'll be very hard still. They're going to have to keep utilizing him in that way, and I think the spacing will get better this year. With the new coach, I feel, I feel, I, yeah. I feel for sure, yeah. The European style, it, yeah, they value spacing more than anything. Mm. I think it'll get better too, or at least the motion will be better within mm-hmm. the within the roster. Um, I think there will be a better player movement. I'm I'm curious how uh, how he how he does that because it, it seems to me that the system and what players are asked to do within a possession is going to be really different for them. And how mm-hmm. quickly are they able to adapt to that, accept it, and uh, kind of roll with it? Because if it is firing all cylinders, you know, there's there's something there, I think. It may not be like a, a top 10 offense, but it could be, you know, in the 15 to 20 range, which I think mm-hmm. would be really good considering what we saw last season. And uh, perhaps some of the, the drop-off in... Uh, I mean, just the vibes are so bad last season, right? So, so mm-hmm. any progression is going to be pretty good. Um, I wonder how they how they space Yaka Pertle when Scotty Barnes is playing point guard. Um, mm-hmm. is, he, is he the screener? He could be because, you know, Scotty obviously has the length to pass over defenses and uh, mm. hit Yaka on the roll. Or is he in the dunker spot? I think Pascal Siakam, they're going to have to trust him to be a floor spacer in those situations mm. unless he's not screening. Just hope that, you know, the catch and shoot percentage is decent. He did shoot pretty well from on corner threes this past season. He did, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe those... Uh, those continue or maybe they get a little bit better. Obviously he's in the lab as he is in every single off season. So that could be a bit of a challenge, but they'll need Pascal to hit those shots. But Yak and, and Scotty, how they mesh those two together when Scotty is, whether he's on ball or off ball, um, mm-hmm. how they balance that. And Yak is, he's such a natural fluid mover within an offense with uh, you know, what he learned from the Spurs um, he finds those gaps, those alleys to make mm-hmm. himself available. And he's so good at it. That's what we, that was so cool about the Fred and Yak pick and roll is that there was always a lane and uh, Yak was the one that was creating those. And Fred uh, obviously has some success with, uh, with Yak on the roll in those, in those cases, but um, how they. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Use those two is going to be pretty pivotal to what their success is going to look like um, with the Toronto Raptors and their offense. And also, I mean, damn, like, Yak is a fantastic passer. I'm curious how this looks, right? How can they use him as a passing hub, as a DHO hub? No different than Scotty in some capacity. Um, But Mm -hmm. getting more of that is going to help their off-ball movement so much. For so sure, and and even even Scotty, you can play him off ball a little bit with the you know cutting the forty five cuts. Yes. Well, yeah, you know, um, so he's not dribbling as much, and and that might be that might be a lot of success too. Have him as a cutting mm-hmm. role off ball, you know, usually on the weak side, and then I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how 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 they they play Scotty this year. But he's definitely gonna have to take that leap. Let's get back to the post up for a second here. Uh, you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, again, he's had success there on the block. His turnaround, his turnaround jumpers, his turnaround hooks—that's where the bully ball comes into play. Finding cutters, mm-hmm. um, the touch around the basket really shows, and uh, also, you know, finding that corner three-point shooter. The amount of passes he made to OG and Anobi in the corner—those like one-handed rockets, right? And OG hitting those shots mm-hmm. is beautiful stuff. So, how do they use that more? How can they make sure that they're getting the best out of Scotty uh, when he's posting up? I feel the usage rate in the post has to go higher. You know, maybe yeah. a couple less ball screen actions and you get him in the post more. Um, it, it, it is wear and tear when you're in the post. That banging takes a yeah. hit on your body. You know, Sc- Scotty's doing a lot. You know, sometimes he's guarding the you know biggest guy. Then he has to come down and post up. And, mm-hmm. and that's wear and tear. You know, and, and I think sometimes they probably get away from that because of that. You know, yeah. it's a lot. If you're going 40 minutes a game and you're going in the post, but he's going to have to really clean up his post game. No more, not as much banging, but instead, you know, get into his controlled fades, get into that bump fade. Um, you know, there's different mm-hmm. ways around it to finesse when you're inside the post, you know, which I teach a lot of my players is – you can post, do one, two bump, get into your hook. You don't have yeah. to do four dribbles. You know, mm-hmm. when the, when the game cleans up inside, then things are going to open up. And this they saw success last year. Like you said, the more you get them inside, and that means there's less dribbling, you know. Yeah. You're not shooting threes, which we're, we're saying that if he doesn't come back and he doesn't hit, 50% from three, you know, <laughs> then, then you're still giving your team a better chance of winning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many guys can guard him in the post in that, in the NBA. 
if if you go down there 15 20 possessions a game mm-hmm. it's tough no for sure and uh some of the limitations i would imagine were probably just like where are you going to put other players because when he was exactly. posting up a lot of it was you know he has an empty side right empty mm-hmm. corner or something like that and so you're giving him a shot to go and work and create um from there you know this is where the darko system is going to be really pivotal right because mm-hmm. then you have off ball cutters you have 45 cuts you have baseline cuts you have uh yak flashing from the dunker spot into into the paint and then he finds him mm-hmm. and we haven't even talked about the pascal siakam scotty barnes you know two-man game which uh really mm-hmm. has some legs to it and i think there's reason to believe that more of that can happen you know those passes as pascal would give scotty or even vice versa from the top of the key and then into the post and cross screens between og and scotty ah. and uh you know, the, the movement of this team is going to be so important to their success, like even less so than this, the set actions. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, philosophy, the foundation is going to be important, but players making decisions 0.5 seconds faster, a, a lot faster, moving off the ball, knowing where to go, spacing properly, cutting properly, cutting um, with pace and uh, precision timing is going to be what make or breaks their success on offense. Um, it's not always going to be, you know, they're not running this set or they're running that set. It's avoiding the stagnant style that we saw. And I think that's going to happen, but how quickly do they get there is my concern or my question, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And the stagnant part, yeah, sometimes if you go inside too much, it does get stagnant. Mm-hmm. But you could go into an in-and-out offense where you at least get him a touch inside, and it doesn't always have to, you know, result in Scotty doing a post-up, but just getting that touch inside and then going back in and out, kind of getting that flowing offense, you know. But if you give him that touch inside, then you know that there's a yeah. threat. It opens up the game a lot. And then um, DHOs. So before Yak got there, they experimented a little bit with him being mm-hmm. kind of a, a screen and rolling hub, a DHO hub. It was similar to what he, what Marcus All did when he was with the Raptors, right? And uh, mm-hmm. whether it was like being found on the roll or it's uh, whatever it was, right? Um, it was Scotty with the ball in his hands going downhill with momentum, or he's setting a screen, and he's a terrific screener. Got to give him mm-hmm. credit for that too. Um, he squares his body really well, makes solid contact, and he knows when to release and head towards the basket and makes himself available. So DHO sets that they can run with him. I think that might be kind of the bulk of what their offense looks like. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think he's going to be big in that DHO and that pitch action. You know, even the pitch action with him. You know, uh, the DHO. Are you saying that he's going to be the guy? coming off the dho or i mean he could be the person getting the ball in a dho um we'll see how his ball handling improves how his jump shooting improves but i think more from what we saw last season that him being the person in chicago action who's handing the ball to gary trent jr and he has the option to does he want to keep it does he want to pitch it does he want like what do you what does he want to do that's where you kind of get the best out of Scotty. And so it's uh, it's several actions they can use. I mean, go through it. It's, it's a pistol action. It's uh, it's a delay action where he's on the top, top of the key and he's handing the ball around. He's finding uh, uh, off-ball screens and off-ball cutters. Um, the the pistol action, like you just go through down the list of these uh, these uh, these plays uh-huh. that they can run with with Scotty. And a lot of it, you know, you could say it's um it's a lot of Warriors kind of style of basketball, and they don't have you know, a Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, but you can certainly mimic the pace that they play with and the conviction they cut with. 
Um, I think that's where you kind of get the best out of, out of Scotty and him going downhill with the ball in his hands where he can survey the court and he has his height. He can make an array of different kinds of passes, uh, overhand, uh, bounce passes. Um, he can find anyone from any which angle because of his uh, precision and the timing of his of his plays and the way he reads things. I think that's going to be really important to his success. No, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. That's good. Yeah, no, I like that pistol action and, and delayed. Those would be really good for him, I think. So in DHOs, how do you become very good at a as a DHO hub? Um, I mentioned Jakob Pertl earlier. He did a lot of this stuff when mm-hmm. he was with the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, after last season, um, I think everyone kind of felt like, and Nick Nurse would probably say too, that considering, you know, just how frantic the ending of the season was, that they probably didn't get the most out of Yak um, as, a, as a hub, mm-hmm. as a playmaking hub. Um, he has experience at it, and I think we want to see more of it. But for Scotty, you know, what could he learn from a person like Jakob Pertl, or even just like what do, what does he have to keep in mind um, as he looks to be, you know, a true playmaking hub, no different mm-hmm. than a Sabonis, a Jokic when they have the ball at the top of the key. Yeah, just seeing the big thing is just just seeing how the defense is playing it. You know, mm-hmm. Jokic is really good if if they go over on Jamal Murray. And the cutter keeps going through, you know, and finding that cutter, having his eyes up, chin up, um, like you said, keeping his dribble alive, then getting into a Barkley, into a post up, you know, being patient. I think patience is very important, you know, when you're coming off a DHO, not rushing the situation. Um, if your guy's playing you too high and he's cheating that, you, you do the fake handoff, get to the rim. Um, so a lot of it's going to become decision-making and they're going to have to put them in more to get more reps at it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Europe, but like the European system, they do a lot of that with their yeah. big men. Yeah. So the new system will probably, probably benefit him, but he needs mm-hmm. more reps for sure. Yeah. You excited about what he could do with, uh, I mean, we saw some of the chemistry he had with Gary Trent Jr. on DHO mm-hmm. sets, um, but what can he do with the Grady Dick? Like that's kind of, I think what we're pinpointing to the future of what the Raptors could look like is when you have, you know, someone like a Grady Dick and then you can just, you know, run some Ricky screens. And mm-hmm. I mean, you probably know too, man, when you're a shooter, like having that big, that's just like tethered to you. And you just have this like chemistry that's making mm. things faster and you keep the defense off balance. And then you're opening up opportunities for you to get your shot off. Like that's so important. And uh, Scotty with his, his basketball IQ, there's no reason why he can't do that with the, uh, with the Grady Dick and also with the Gary Trent jr. And well, mm. while all this is happening, he has his head up. Now he's finding Chris Boucher cutting from the baseline. Like this is what mm-hmm. he's able to do. And the Raptors have to find ways to tap into that as much as possible next season for their success and his success. And then, you know, his scoring ability, it does tend to come through the, the flow of the offense, at least mm-hmm. right now. Um, his isolation game isn't where Pascal Siakam is at, right? Um, which is okay. But within a flow of an offense, he, he's able to get edges. And um, when he has his uh, his bully ball style, he can use that in his post-ups and he can get a shot off. And so uh, those are going to be really pivotal um, for, for Scotty. But the, this goes through not just for, for Scotty, but for everyone, is that I found so often last season they would run their initial action and it wouldn't work as many don't. And now what are you doing? Right. And I believe it was Michael Grange. He said that, uh, you know, if you another coach, an assistant coach, he didn't name the coach, but he said on both sides of the ball, 
Um, if you beat the Raptors, you know, point of attack defense, you're good. But mm-hmm. then on the on the other side, if you just stop their initial action, like it, it just goes into a stagnant isolation mm-hmm. style. And um, that's going to be on all of them to, okay, so where, what are we doing next? Right. And mm-hmm. it's that European style of basketball. Like I'm, I'm loving watching FIBA because everything that these teams FIBA do, nice. you know, they're running like five actions in one possession and they're mm-hmm. just flowing to it. Go, 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 go. It's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Last year, after their early action, the secondary offense wasn't as strong. But but getting a coach from Europe that knows, you know, secondary offense and the yeah. flow, even their early offense wasn't as efficient, like you said. Sure. I think they can get more points in early offense. And going yeah. back to Scotty Barnes, that's another area where I think he could excel at or in, where he should improve at for sure is that Draymond, you know, catch and go. Yeah, you know, get that rebound and go. That opens up the game for everybody. Imagine he caught that rebound. He's going now. You have Grady Dick in the corner, you know, or you have that layup. Mm-hmm. It's game over. It's, that that's tough to guard. Yeah, you know, how does he get there? I don't know. Maybe cut. Maybe has cut some little weight to get that body flowing quicker. But mm. I think that is going to take his game to the next level as well. Yeah. Playing with pace is going to be important for him. When mm-hmm. he, it shows when he's playing with pace. You know, when he mm-hmm. when he gets the ball, he gets the rebound. He's down the court, and there's 19 seconds left on the shot clock, or 20 seconds left, um, and he's moving. And and like in, in transition, like we know, he's great in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, you want him, you know, converting on those edges that he gets on the defense. If he sees an alley, you know, it's one on one, and there's no one at the rim. Like go, go downhill. Go, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and he's got to kind of channel that and accept that sometimes he is going to have to score the ball. It's important. For sure. to score yeah, for sure. And like I said, it would be scary if you can become, you know, have decision-making like Draymond, but then score at a high, high level. I don't think there's going to be two that can be able to guard him. No. That's what Draymond does really well. And, you know, off that, um, those pitches, the Warriors action, having the ball in his hands at the top of the elbow. It's hard. It's hard to guard that. Hundred percent, it is. I. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I. I feel like at some point, Nick Nurse, Masai, um, they all had the conversation with Scotty, and they said, you know, Draymond Green is someone that you could try to model your game after. Um, for sure. Offensively, he. I mean, I think Scotty has more upside as an offensive player. Hell, I think I think Draymond Green has said that he has more upside than me. But you know, being that anchor on defense, despite you know not being a a seven footer um, and also, you know, being able to create being a hub offensively. And then you add in some more scoring touch, hopefully, you know, a better three point shot. And that is a hell of a player um, mm. when it's all said and done. Um, and Draymond had some, he actually has some speed to him, you know, in his, in his heyday, sure, uh, yeah. maybe not, not so much. Um, you know, some of those wild layups, like they, they happen, <laughs> but uh, this is where, you know, Scotty's talent and the, the advantage he has over a Draymond um, in, in situations like that, like it could really pop for him. Um, and I hope that uh, the Raptors are able to create a system that allows him to be that kind of player. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you I mean, I think we've all wanted to see, you know, what was, what does Draymond look like? not in the Warriors. You know, is, is it as effective? And probably it's not, but his IQ is elite. His decision-making is elite. The timing is elite. Very high. No, very high for sure. Yeah. Anything else on Scotty? Anything else you want to want to mention? Uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's a big year for him. Sure. You know, um, not a make or break year in a sense of, you know, 
are, are we going to see uh, the next step in his game? You know, if he can lead this team this year, you know, not didn't add too many pieces. Uh, if, if he can come out and be a leader and a captain, I, I think it's going to create longevity for him in the city, you know, as yeah. a Raptor, you know, because teams move quick. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can't produce and you're not, not going to be the all-star, then they're going to go looking for another guy. So this is a big, big year for Scotty Barnes in, 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 in terms of production. Yeah. There's no, there's no more Scotty Barnes. You go for 15 and we're going to go 41, 41. And Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes, we need you to go for 20. We need to have impact for 40 minutes and we need to make the playoffs with you leading the charge. And we haven't talked about it yet, but I mean, at some point your role in the NBA does get defined and uh, he's got a few more years before that happens. I think the Raptors will give him the leash, um, mm-hmm. but you know, you want to make sure that you are in the role that you want to be in, that you believe you're you're in because once, um, <clears throat> once you kind of miss the window, now all of a sudden you are a secondary option or you're a, your third option or your, you know, a bench big or whatever the case is. Right. And he has to avoid that. And he has to find himself as a number one option or the Draymond green type of, but it's time to like, at some point, you mean, you want him to define what he is, but he's also kind of a unicorn. He's so unique as a player. So that's going to be kind of his challenge. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that the Raptors, you know, with some of the changes that have happened with the roster um, and obviously how, how things go this season, that they're going to give him the rope to find himself in the NBA, mm. what he's going to be. No, for sure. How long do you think they give him? That's a good question. That's a good question. I think uh, this season will teach us a lot. If there's progression, if we're, we walk away from this season and uh, we're like, we we see it now, then you buy another year, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're not 100%. seeing it, then yeah, it's going to look a little bit different. But I mean, it's a big year for the franchise overall, man. It's, it's a huge year. After last season, um, not many saw that coming, <laughs> right? Maybe we should have. Maybe it was all on us. Uh, but mm-hmm. the pressure is sort of off. I mean, I was looking at ESPN, their projected rankings for the Eastern Conference, and the Raptors, they're not even in the top 10 for their rankings. Wow. Yeah. And public perception isn't everything, but that's kind of where they are right now. You know, mm-hmm. they lost Fred. They're unsure where Pascal Siakam is going to be going. Is he going to be with the team? So I understand why he, why they were put there. Um, but for the franchise, it's time to define yourself and what you're going to be again. So this was great, man. This was really cool. Thank you so much. No, no worries. No worries. Everyone. Fun. Hell yeah. Um, we'll have some uh, Canada basketball coverage coming up on, on the way. I'm excited to watch that. I'm sure you are too, Harp, mm-hmm. right? Predictions? Yeah, what do you sure. think? Uh, still got USA. Yeah, winning it, but but I think Canada will have a good uh good showing. They have a big game though. The first game is against France, right? Yes, it is. So that, yes, I think, it is. I, think yeah. I think that's gonna be a um. Yeah, I feel like that's like the elimination game for them. Mm. If they win that, then I think that that have a big impact the whole yeah. way through. We'll learn a lot about the team off of off of that game. So as a reminder, if you're listening right now, you know, before the tournament starts, is that they have to finish top two in the Americas to qualify for the Olympics. Whether they medal or not isn't that big of a deal. USA probably has one of those spots kind of locked in, but will Canada finish better than the than the Dominican? Uh and then Brazil. That's where the question is. And um their path is hard, right? We're talking Spain, we're talking France, we're talking Brazil, obviously, and they have to get through. Um, But we'll see what happens, everyone. Lots of fun. 
season is around the corner, but for now, let's enjoy some Canada basketball. Take it easy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.